I'm Jonathan Twig. As a county which prides itself on its presentation to attract an influx of visitors over the summer period, it's been seen as disastrous the Pemmershire County Council cutbacks that have led to poor standards in grass cutting across the county. A staff reduction in the ground maintenance team has meant appalling examples being highlighted. Tembe Deputy Mayor Councillor Mrs Christine Brown stated at a recent meeting that if anything flowers, staff have obviously been told not to cut it down. We now have weeds not being cut to and whoever is in charge needs to see for themselves just how poor the quality is. Dizzy Disc has officially opened an Oakwood theme park following months of construction and testing to perfect the terrifying new family ride at one of Pembroke's most renowned attractions. Riders face outwards as they glide back and forth while simultaneously spinning in circles. Heatherton Country Park having also launched its new dragon ride last month where adrenaline seekers can zoom expertly down the crafted track in a giant tube at top speeds. Establishing a permanent base for the historic Charterhouse lifeboat on Goodick Paddock has drawn praise from Councillor Jordan Ryan, Mayor of Fishguard and Goodick Town Council. He believes the site would make an excellent location for not just the Charterhouse, but also the Ayn Haynes Heritage Group and the Last Invasion Tapestry, but he hopes the individual groups involved can work together and achieve the required outcome. The fifth party in the castle will take place on Saturday, July the 6th at Pembroke Castle, the event in aid of the Pembroke Town Walls Trust. Two bands, Razor Bill and Simon and the Half-Uncle, will both be donating their time for the evening as visitors are encouraged by the castle trustees and management to bring along picnics, chairs and rugs to listen. The castle grounds also display many classic cars and hosting Pembroke produces unique products. Beeview Farm in North Pembrokeshire is an example of how the UK population will eventually have to live as the government proposes reducing UK greenhouse gas emissions to almost zero by 2050 under a new plan to tackle climate change. The Watkinson family, formerly from Essex, live self-sufficiently and completely off the grid. The former vets and their two children aged under five generate their own gas from food waste and electricity from solar panels to charge mobile phones and laptops, as well as their TV and fridge. Malcolm Stacey, the author of Tenby horror novel Black Snow, has appealed to local residents in the town to come forward as he looks to write a sequel to the book which features real-life residents of the historic town as characters. The ending to Black Snow was deliberately written to accommodate a sequel, but Stacey is unable to formulate a plot based on the atmosphere generated through their historic buildings. Elaine Lawton, the Health Board Director for Pembershire, will host a meeting of the South East Pembershire Community Health Network tomorrow at New Hedges Village Hall. Starting at 2pm, the agenda includes the summer arrangements, the opening of the walking centre at Tenby Cottage Hospital, the range of clinics being offered at the hospital, the new Tenby Health Hub, whilst also having the opportunity to review the report on Tenby surgery. Pembershire County Council is seeking views from communities as it reviews the education provision at Ascola Priscelli Crumac and its feeder primary schools. A preliminary engagement document providing information has been published to coincide with the review on a range of issues relating to the schools, including catchment areas, changing of demographics, the sustainability of the current network of schools, specialist provision for children with additional learning or behavioural needs. Residents also have the opportunity to attend an open public meeting which has been arranged at a school of Rennie Crimac this evening between 6 and 8pm. In local sport, Millersbridge Football Club, current double winners of the West Wales Intermediate Cup and Pembrokeshire Senior Cup, will have a new management team in place for next season. 
After Matthew Tiffery relinquished the reins after one season in charge, former players Simon Thomas and Gareth Williams will oversee the campaign, which starts in August, but they'll be without experienced skipper Chris Ormond, who has hung up his boots after his side historic victory at the Liberty Stadium over fellow Pembrokeshire rivals Cairo. Former Cresselli all-rounder Jack Murphy has been forced to retire from professional cricket with Glamorgan after he failed to recover from a knee injury sustained last season. The 23-year-old made his first-class debut for the county in 2017 after progressing through the academy in second 11s, scoring 669 runs from his 18 matches. I'm Jonathan Twigg, and you're up to date with all your local news on Pure West Radio. I know. Hello. I thought we'd do it quietly. Welcome back. Because a lot of these shows are like so... Hello! How are you? But we're not. We're not like that now. No, because no, we've got a really cool show tonight. Yes. We have an amazing show tonight. We have an amazing show. And you're back. Are you better now? I am better now, yes, thank you. I did you. mention you an awful lot last week. Did you? Yes. That's probably why I stayed ill then. Yeah. Obviously like you voodoo. You Bad voodoo. Bad voodoo. Oh. Anyway, we're back. We have an amazing guest tonight. Yes, but more about our amazing guest after the theme tune. Mm. We'll have the theme tune. Theme tune. Okay. That one. Press the button then. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are running when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange, people are strange. When you're a stranger, faces look ugly. When you're alone, women seem wicked. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down.
Strange. They sure are. But not tonight. No. People are just weird tonight. We These are weird. very special. If you're a fan of magic and all that sort of weird stuff, mm. you're going to love tonight's guest. Um, our studio guest tonight is, and you're the victim, you're going to do all of the magic tricks. I'm not doing nothing. With Tricky. I'm the not magician. doing nothing. Now, good evening, Mr. Tricky. How you doing? We're good. Um, so, how long... Well, first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us all about yourself. Well, my name's Dale Harrison, also known as Tricky, and I'm a professional close-up magician. So I do work at weddings, private parties, charity, corporate, anything where you could place me, I'm there to entertain. Hang on, how come Toby didn't have me at the big top? Dale. Bad mistake. Mm. Toby, if you're listening, you... You messed up there. Yeah. So anyway. When, yeah, so when did this start? When I was five. Blimey. Stories that my mum used to be a magician's assistant on stage, and they used to... Both halves of her. <laughs> I'm getting to that. She used to travel around the, the north mm-hmm. with a, a magician, and they'd do working men's clubs and butlins and places like that. That is a rough gig, because I'm from up north and I know what working men's clubs are like. Back in the 80s, so um, yeah, especially with my dad at a working men's club, my dad was a coal miner. And the trick of the day was, like you say, sawing a woman in half. And it wasn't as practised or as (laughs) rehearsed as it is today. And they got quite successful. And with the success, the magician liked to drink. So the more success that they had, the more he used to consume. And live one night on stage, the magician was in excess and he put the blade through the box too soon and my mum lost her spleen. Ow! So she didn't partake in anything magical after that. Bit of compensation, Mm -hmm. avoided lawsuit, but one of the things that she got was an illustrated book of magic, Mm -hmm. which she shelved and left to dust and I found myself on the naughty step quite a lot as a, a young <laughs> child. I had that idea yeah, that you Yeah, I kind of did. And um, in our house the naughty step was at the top of the stairs, not at the bottom, and the bookcase was at the top of the stairs on the landing. So sat on the naughty step, the bookcase was behind. Mm-hmm. And on the bottom shelf I happened to turn around one day just by chance, bored, sat on the naughty step to see this black dusty spine book with five gold stars down the spine and I took it out it was an illustrated book of magic and I'm like a magpie for shiny things I couldn't really read at five and I copied the pictures sat on the naughty step and that's where I used to practice my magic it was the place in the house where you were guaranteed to have some peace and quiet some time out and uh, it just became an obsession from that, really. Well, being on the naughty step. Being on the naughty step. <laughs> yeah, now I wonder why Oscar's always want the naughty, because our bookshelf is at the bottom of the stairs next to it. Ah, you have to watch that when yeah, they get in. Yeah. I was going to say, see, there are some compensations for being on the naughty step. Because he puts himself in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he's our going timeout. So, so I, I presume then somebody bought you a box of, because we all used to get boxes of um, you know, magic tricks for Christmas. 
yeah, that was it. Um, as soon as my mum realised I had this book in my possession, I wasn't letting it go anytime soon. The following Christmas then, a few months later, came the Paul Daniels Magic set. Mm -hmm. The 10,000 piece box with loads of little breakable parts that you lose and go missing and the instructions are really hard to lose, use and I kept with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't let it dis discourage me. If I couldn't do it, I'd carry on. And my mum, being who she was as a magician's assistant, was really good to let me believe that I was fooling her with it. And that really kept me interested in it. So, yes, my mum really, if, she, if she'd have said, Ardale, put it away, you know, mm. it's, you're not that. I would have given up probably, but she, she never did. And it got to the point where now it's like, well, if you come for Christmas, I don't want you to cut your fingers off again, <laughs> you know, because I couldn't deal with that. I know it's only magic, but, uh, you know, and I've sort of outgrown my mum's expectation of it now in later life. Uh -huh. I didn't think she would, I, I didn't, I don't think she was prepared for me to, to, to make it my life, you know, uh, a hobby became a passion and that passion became a way of life, you know, and. I'd never stop it now for anything. So did you go straight from, uh, I guess, school to into magic, or have you had a day job? I was in the army. I joined the army at 16. I, uh, I was a grenadier guardsman, but I've always been doing magic. Uh -huh. Even in the army, um, as a guardsman, I'm still the only guardsman that's ever been in St. James's Palace's officer's mess to perform, so... Yeah, quite humbled, quite proud of that fact. I have a quick question about guardsmen. Those hats. Bear are they, skins. Are they real bear skin? They are. They try to synthetic They're not fake fur. fur. No, they tried a synthetic fur while I was in, and uh, we were marching down the mall one day, went under an electric uh, wire, <laughs> and it all stood on <laughs> Because otherwise, you've got the, you've got the uh, company sound major. Get those fucking things off! Because <laughs> otherwise, you, you, you know what? We'd have the animal protesters on the. Uh, yeah. And then it'd be the vegans again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't start. You're Five hundred years of tradition. We can't just change it. And it's Canadian black bear, and they're really common. They're like rabbits over there. Yeah, do you know, well, I was in the southern USA, and like you, over there, you go into a gas station, and you can buy gators. Yeah. Like stuffed dried gators. You can't bring them back to the UK because they're considered vermin in America, but you yeah. can't bring a pet one, you know, stuffed pet one back with you. But uh, God yeah. forbid you were walking down the street in a pair of alligator shoes, you know. Oh, you, it's not allowed. Not good, but you won't get it back into the UK now because of bloody vegans. <laughs> bloody vegans. I'm not saying a word, don't look at me. Hey, I've got a new idea to save the planet. You know, because like, there's this cri climate crisis thing going on at the moment. Like, Pembrokeshire's declared a climate... Uh, no, Kerrigadigan's about to, isn't it, next month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what it says, like... Because they were saying on the news that we've all got to learn to drive electric vehicles... Yeah. ...and eat less meat. Yeah. Why? Because, apparently, it's something to do with cows farting. And they produce lots of methane. Right. Eat the buggers. If we eat all more cows... There'll be less cows making methane. Dead simple. Either that or use the methane as energy. It burns. Exactly. Burn well, yeah, put the cow in the oven, put it on the bun. <laughs> Best of power the power the oven with methane, then roast the cow in the oven. Sounds See? Yeah. Hey, how do you know somebody's a vegan? Go on. Wait five seconds. They'll, they'll tell, tell you. you. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we've got a guest. Yes, we have. We so have. you were in the army? 
I was. Ah, so presumably, as a, as a grenadier, then you spent a lot of time oh, shining boots, shining boots, boots, and yeah. guarding the queen and guarding marching up and down on and Afghanistan. Yes, because people forget that the that part of the grenadier, the ceremonial role, is a very small part of what they do. We're, we're infantry soldiers first, we're mm-hmm. frontline soldiers, so yeah, um, that is a very small part of what we do. We're first boots on the ground in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Don't let the parasite say that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise there'll be complaints from the paras and the vegans. Oh, and everybody yeah, else. Yeah, let's have some music. I think it's appropriate... Um, for tonight for Dale because um, he's on his uh, do you want to give out your because people can come onto your live stream can't they and um, yeah they're on the live stream now so if they go um, if they go on to Tricky's Demon Magic there you go we'll find out why it's called that later and uh, yeah we're streaming live right now there you go and can I just say Al sorry the one that you wanted isn't on the system no no but we've got Baby Shark as normal later no. <laughs> so so we've got two then so we've got the James Brown one yeah because, because of Dale's sexy eyes. Yeah, okay. Right. And uh, take that. Yeah. There we go then.
nothing. Go ahead. I want to get into it, man, you know. Go ahead. Like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? Go ahead. One, two, three, four. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get on up, get up, get on up, stay on the scene, get on up, like a sex machine, get on up, wait a minute, shake your arm, then use your palm, stay on the scene, like a sex machine, you got to have the feeling, sure your bone, get it together, right on, right on, get up, get on up, get up, get on up. Anyway, tonight, <laughs> yeah, because we're going to be doing some uh, magic with you. Magic. We're going to make yes. Ronnie disappear. Oh, yeah, magic, chance to be a fine thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I love with our guest, too. Tricky, who is a close-up magician. And um, we're going to be, uh, we've uh, we've got the live stream running on Tricky's site, um, not ours, no. because we've never mastered that technical stuff. So we were talking about your life and what brought you to magic so the, presumably the magic had started before you joined the army way before yeah how did how did i mean how did you fit all that in uh, because magic requires a great deal of practice cards have always been in my pocket that's the thing so any sort of downtime i i have even traveling here tonight mm -hmm. they're in my pocket you know that's true yeah i jumped now. on a bus cards came out it's a great way to to practice 
fit more practice in. I only know one card trick. Kill time. Which is fifty-two card pickup. <laughs> I know that one. That's the old school way of saying. These that days, one. it's Pokemon. Got to catch them all. <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, Pokemon. I fell for that one, and I wasn't pleased. So, <laughs> Pokemon, got to catch them all. Yeah, uh, yeah oh. my, my two boys, we, we persuaded me to put it on my phone, and we then spent the next six months driving aimlessly round Pembrokeshire, <laughs> flipping balls on phone screen, watching you... Uh, running across motorway lanes. Yeah. I got a squirtle! Well, <laughs> go and see the blinking doctor. Go round again, there might be a Bulbasaur at the next junction. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hot spot. I'm sorry, I like Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Pikachu. yeah, but the thing with the Pikachu, they always had, like, remember they had all the silly hats? Yeah. Christmas hats, and yeah. there was the birthday hats, and rucksacks, and yeah. Slippers. Care. Fortunately, I don't remember the Onesies. slippers. I remember the onesies, yeah, yeah. I don't care, and I like po- uh, Pikachu and the Pokemons. Sorry. Anyway, continuing back to our guests. <laughs> but, I mean, there must have been issues of trust with your squad mates. Yeah. I mean, like, don't play cards with Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the time I was the dealer. I can imagine. But even then there was arguments that who paid me the most to deal them the best hands. So <laughs> I, I, it's, it's pissing into the wind, really. You know? <laughs> and like I say, one of my biggest uh, sort of bragging compliments is that I'm banned from every casino in the country. So, yeah, th- there's not... Yeah, there's loads of people in Haken that have ma- managed to get banned from just about everywhere, so... Probably honest. alcohol and drug yeah, related. It's, it's no, that's no boast. <laughs> banned from everywhere. So, from the army, after 10 years, and performing for the, the officers, did you, you didn't perform for Her Majesty, did you? No. No? No, I, I don't think I'd be able to. But you've been mentored by some, because some, we were talking earlier when you first arrived about uh, your Paul Daniel magic box, mm. but you've been mentored, you, you know Paul, or yeah, knew Paul. Um, about a year before he died, um, I went to an audience with Paul Daniels and that was at a local village hall where mm-hmm. my mother lives in Northamptonshire and Paul Daniels lived, Debbie still lives in Buckinghamshire and there wasn't that many people but when it was a small village hall as it was and I was the one asking all the questions, I was the the crazed sort of fan <laughs> yeah. at the front, pick me! Is it a wig? Yeah and um, I, I purposely took cards with me mm-hmm. and I stayed and spoke to him privately afterwards and it, it turned out to be one of the most in-depth magical conversations, excuse the pun, mm-hmm. and they said never meet your idols because you're only going to be disappointed, you know, but it was the most fascinating conversation I've ever had, which followed an offer of mentorship. Cool. And unfortunately, I didn't take that as far as I'd like to have done because he passed away mm. and it was a massive shock. And watching him my whole life on the telly and his own show, which used to get, back in the day, 14 million viewers mm. on a Saturday night. And this is when there was only four channels, you know. This, this guy was is the godfather of, of modern magic you know if it wasn't for Paul Daniels then we, we wouldn't have a lot of people to follow Dynamo David Blaine Paul Zenon you know he did set the bar for illusions alright it was a bit old fashioned but at the time magicians wore top hats and capes and mm, that's true. gloves oh. and actually I'm going to re- I'm going to like show me Asia because I remember growing up as a kid being fascinated by David Nixon mm. 
He was a famous magician in the sixties. Bald head, and he did all the. I vaguely. He was. He was the Paul yeah, Daniels of was, the nineteen sixties. Yeah. But before that, I mean, I, we were we were a close family, and um, my mum was when she stopped doing magic. She she went on to a, a career in the police force. Uh, my grandparents then were were babysitting. So then I had the other generation then of my my granddad, my, my pap as I call him. And we'd be watching the old reruns of Tommy Cooper because mm. he would he was brought up on Tommy Cooper, mm. so I was a, a young guy watching stuff that was way before my time, but watching it with fresh eyes, you know. And it, Tommy Cooper's had a massive influence on me. Well, know. I mean, people forget he was he was a f an accomplished magician. Mm. He was, uh, but he'd made a career out of doing it Wrong. badly. But in order to do it badly, he had to understand the trick to begin with. And that and that's what set him apart. Mm. In, for a magician to purposely floor a trick takes absolute genius mm. to bring it mm. back, and then make sense of it to an audience mm. that, at this point, are completely confused to what is going on. But he always had his way of bringing it back, especially with with the laughter and the jokes, the one-liners, just his stupidity. Or just really. not doing anything at all. Mm. Yeah, which was his great trick of not actually doing anything. He would just stand people there. People found his actual death on stage live funny. I think, do you know, I think that he would have liked that. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's, and that's how you he know, said he wanted to die. He said people he, people yeah. said that was a tragic moment. Until, you, know, you see it on YouTube as you know, one of the top ten tragic moments. Yeah. I don't think it was because people thought that that was part of his act and I and he died to their laughter, yeah. Which I think is what the, he would have yeah. wanted. The yeah. best way to go out. Yeah, yeah. I sure. think that's what he would have wanted. Yeah. But anyway, the final big curtain call sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And back to you though. So from the army, um, did you then consciously decide to leave and then pursue a career in magic? No, not at all. I um, originally signed for twenty-two years. I, I wanted to be a career soldier. I, the, I, as a child, you just I, like the fair hat, didn't you? The dressing on. Well, <laughs> I, my nan took me to see Troop in the Colour as an eight-year-old boy, and we went to the mall and watched all the sa uh, soldiers and all the processions going mm -hmm. past. And I was, I was hooked. You know, magic was just a hobby at this point. Something I did to impress my mates and something I had in my back pocket for the school talent show. And I, I, I had my heart set on being a guardsman. And I was medically discharged. I got shrapnel in the back of my head in Afghanistan on tour. I lost my dream job prematurely, way too premature, in fact, 12 years premature. And that was all I ever wanted to do. So the thought of coming out and a nine to five job or a night shift or something mundane day or homeless as so many of our ex-soldiers yeah, are yeah yeah um and uh and i did go down that route for for two weeks i was officially homeless you know with no fixed abode and if it was yeah, stephen for, crab if you're listening what about the promise to look after our ex-servicemen yeah for sure for sure um and a lot of guys that are on the streets that have served are far too proud to ask for help mm. you know they don't they don't class themselves as heroes they're just regular guys you know no you're absolutely spot on there i was watching the d-day stuff mm. that was fantastically moving but they you know they were talking to them so we weren't heroes we were nine. one guy just said we were like 18 years it was like cowboys and indians yeah yeah you know we were just going off to off to yeah, war off to do yeah we but didn't for know me what we after sort of what i would class as joining as a 16 year old i, I 
come to call it YTS syndrome. Young, <laughs> thick and stupid. <laughs> oh, bless. You know, why would anyone purposely want to put themselves into harm's way unless they were brainwashed or stupid? You know, and... I think the military is still a good option for a lot of yeah, people. It is, it really is. I agree. And it is fun. If you're learning a trade. It is fun. Frontline stuff, you've got to be... I was lucky. I've got something to fall back on, which is my magic, which is what I did mm. do. But... Yeah, if you're going to join the army, everyone listening out there, if you're thinking about a career in the army, join the engineers or the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers. So in, in case you get injured or something happens, you've got something to do when you get out. You've been trained in a mm. certain trade to fall back on. Even if it's cutting hair, mm. people are always going to need a haircut, just like people are always going to need the car fixed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, just think long term rather than what you want to do right this instant. And on that... Um, on that uh, Good, good, good advice. Mm. Um, should we have Cindy Lauper? We'll have Cindy Lauper. And then we can reset the countdown clocks. Because, yes. Yes, because we don't want the computer shouting at us either.
Our guest tonight is Tricky the Magician. And um, continuing the film of the show. What? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> you know very well you did. Oh, Tish. Oh, Tish, dear. Right, uh, should we subject Ronnie to some um, close-up magic? Which means I'm going to have to sit around there. Yeah, go on then. Oh, all right. Uh, let's do this. <sighs> There we go. And if you want to see what's happening, give me your details again. Yeah, so uh, log on to Facebook and it's Tricky's Demon Magic. And we'll find out why it's called Demon Magic shortly. Right, right so you better explain to um, everyone. Well, Ronnie, you're over that side. I can't see because the monitor's in the way. Hi. Uh, so do you want to take over and explain what's happening? Yeah, he's got cards in his hand. Do you want to put the microphone where you can. Like, over to Ronnie okay, on the other a, side of the studio. Make sure it's a regular deck of cards. There isn't any duplicates or marked cards. Make sure you check. I am a professional magician. I do lie. I yeah, do don't cheat. trust him. Don't I trust don't trust me. him an inch. Let's have a look at the back. He's even got the Joker in it. Got to be done. Got to be done. He's even got the Joker in it. Okie cokey, let's give them a couple of cuts and a shuffle just to show that the cards are in no particular order. I can do that one. Okay. Can you do this one? The four way cut like this. I can drop show them off. on the floor. I can drop <laughs> Yeah, if I did that one, I'd drop them on the floor. Do me a favour, Ronnie, take a card up for me. Don't show it to me. Feel free to show it around as long as I don't get a glimpse of that card. That is okay. absolutely fine. Yeah. Have you remembered it? Yeah. Okay, put it on the top for me, face down, okay? I'm going to give him a shuffle like this, and I, I can confirm he is giving them yeah, a proper shuffle. Shuffling. And I really don't want to know where. And he's the not looking is. at them whilst he's No, he's not. No. Now, at any point, whenever you're happy that they've been lost, just say stop. And I think we've got till eleven o'clock. So, if you, <laughs> if you want me to continue, we can keep going. Yeah, keep, keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep shuffling the yeah, deck. Okay, anywhere you like, say stop. There's some scissors over here if you want to cut the deck. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> I'll go on then. Happy with that. Now, yeah. just confirm, is your card on the top? No. Is it on the bottom of the deck? No. So I've not full shuffled it to the top or the bottom? No. I have indeed done what I said and shuffled it mm. inside the deck and yeah. lost it, okay? Now, is there anything at my sleeves? I don't have any sleeves. No, because your sleeves are rolled up. Am yes. I palming anything? Am I concealing anything in my hands that no. shouldn't be there? No. Up the watch strap? No, nothing. nothing okay. Really. Rub that for me, Ronnie. Is it going to come off? And I mean the card, <laughs> not anything else. Ronnie thought her luck had changed. Here we go. That's 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 a regular that's deck a of cards. cards right? Now, yeah. all I want you to do is just just concentrate. Just think of your card, okay? Now, what you're seeing is it's an optical illusion, okay? Aww. Because I think you've just seen your card. Do me a favour. Hold out your hand for me, palm face up. I'm going to put the two of diamonds, okay? No sleight of hand inside your hand. Put your other hand on top to seal it in. I couldn't touch that now. I can't touch it. Nope. I'd have to be nope. Houdini to get that out of your hand without you knowing, right? You've not been practising. Here's the six of diamonds. Watch the six of diamonds, all right? I wave it over your hands and I take the two out of your hands. What have you got inside the eight of hearts, your card? I've got my card. That is, is like pretty awesome. How did that end up there? I don't know. Well, you were over there watching him like a hawk. I know, and I didn't see what I was no, watching. I can actually slow it down a little. I thought bit. you had observational skills. Watch I, carefully this time. Yes, like, this time, okay, okay, the eight of hearts. Okay, yeah. that goes. That's your card. Yeah. That goes inside the deck like this. Okay, sticking up, so you can follow it. Yeah. It can be tracked. Hold it. Mm -hmm. Hold it in place. Okay. Eight of hearts, six of diamonds. 
The six of diamonds goes on the table. Put your other hand on top of it. Hang on, I've only got two hands here. Have you let go of the, two, uh, the mm. eight of hearts inside the deck? Push it in. That's the one. Watch this. And the six will jump from underneath your hand on the table. What's underneath the eight? Ronnie! I missed it again. I must have blinked. Right, don't blink this time and I'll show you how it's <laughs> done. In a, in a stage, okay, I'm going to take your card, the eight of hearts, and this time, so you can follow it, I'm going to bend it. So it's now the only card in the deck with a bend in it. The eight of hearts with a bend in it goes inside the deck. You can see where it's gone inside because uh -huh. it's got a bend in it. It's distorted the pack, okay? Now watch it travel. Now don't blink. Did you see it? And it will come from within the deck with a bend in it straight to the top of the deck. Check for a duplicate eight of hearts for me. How the... Ask me how I did it, go on. How did you do it? Very well, thank you. I thought you, you did, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say. That has just completely blown me. That's completely blown me. That's awesome. You look absolutely astounded. I am. I am totally, and, and because I was watching. And have, have you got a favourite card? Yeah. Name it out loud. Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. There's yeah. a surprise. There's surprise, a, you yeah. Don't want to change your mind. You want Hell to no, that's my card. The Ace of Spades, also known as the Death card. Yeah. Lucky for some, unlucky for some. I love the Ace of Spades. I've got it tattooed on me six times. Now, say stop anywhere you like. Shuffle in the deck. Anywhere you like. Just give it a few cuts. Stop. Stop there, right. Now, do me a favour. Cut the deck into two, anywhere you like. Now, stop. I've had no influence in that, where nope. Ronnie's cut. She's cut into two mm -hmm. parts. Now, point to any deck you like. You could have chose any deck, mm. okay? Now turn that card over where you cut. This one? Yeah. And then she's just cut to the Ace of Spades. How? Out of a shuffled and cut <laughs> deck, I've had no influence over that I whatsoever. Give I give up. You see, that's called magic. You're definitely called magic. Right, well, hop round here then. I'm not hopping, I'm walking, I'm still gobsmacked. I tell you. Um, so you've got no idea? No. Oh. Absolutely none. Well, that's disappointing. Well, I'm so sorry. I thought you would have... Um... No. That's why you have me as the guinea pig. <clears throat> well, you've got no observational skills. That's that, That's for sure. No. No, and I... I sent you round there purposely to find out... Well, what, I'm so what... sorry, but he's brilliant. I want to find out. <laughs> now, you said... Uh, describe your act again. Professional close-up magician and card shop. No, the name of your... Oh, my, my company's called Demon Magic. That's the part I'm interested Yeah, I'm interested in, in that one. Demon Magic. Demon Why? Because that conjures up all manner of occult symbolism and connotation. You're covered from head to foot in tattoos, many of which have got occult magical symbolism. Yeah. So does this play some part in you as a person? It really does. And it's all to do with the way people look at you. It's adding to the mystique. Um, most people are, uh, have seen the all see and I, and they can analyze it to the hills. You know, it's Illuminati. It's Freemasonry. It's, it's a dollar bill. It's yeah. a dollar bill. It's it's all these things, you know. But to the individual, it's it's an individual meaning, mm. you know. And I think the the more people build it up in their own minds, it can be whatever they want it to be, and that 
like I say, adds to the great mystique of it. So what decided you to actually has it have it as demon magic? The amount of times where I've been performing and the reactions have been screams or running away or I've had one person faint on me before. Why? Um, what did you do? Just, <laughs> all, honestly... Can we do it on air? No, I'm sorry. Just, just my routine, but the amount of times during gigs that I've heard that you're in league with the devil, we used to burn people like you at the stake, you've sold your soul to the devil. I sort of embraced that and ran with it because everyone else you see isn't. Mm. You know, they're... I'm a magician. Would you like to see a trick? There you go. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to represent the darker side to it because magic is steeped in dark history. Absolutely. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. Everyone's heard of voodoo. Yeah. Witchcraft. Mm -hmm. yeah. Black magic. So the roots of this go back to what mm -hmm. we, can't, we can't ever know. The first thing ever documented and written about in magic is a magician named Didi who pulled a chicken's head off in front of King Cheops and put it back on and the chicken was back to life. That's the first ever documented story in magic. Nobody knows really where it come from other than either it was Greek or it was Egyptian. Mm. Um, and then with that Egyptian sort of mysticism background, the first sort of documented case in tarot reading was gypsies and they were that's an anagram of egypt and they were traveling egyptians and that's where the word gypsy comes from and there's a it? huge amount of egyptian symbolism in the cult isn't there i mean you've got the pyramid with the and you've got all manner of sphinxes and symbology gods. and gods that mm. you know, uh, that relate to the egyptian culture which was one of the first of the civilizations of course but how have you how i mean because to weave it into your act you have to also understand it so presumably you've studied yeah all manners of the occult mm -hmm. even just reading stories relating to the occult you know um even watching films like the exorcist you know you can see how that film and its plot line progress and you can also adapt that into a magic routine mm -hmm. at the end of the day all a magician is is an entertainer and you can call us a magician or an actor or you know, a liar or a genius, you know, it depends on your, your perception and what your beliefs are around, around magic and mm -hmm. your sort of, um, I don't know, the, the first time, everyone can remember their, the first magic trick they ever saw and it was at that point where you decided, I like magic or I don't, mm. you know, or I like magic but I'd rather know how it's done. Mm. I'm one of these people that love magic, magic's been my life, but I can't enjoy magic like everyone else because I know how it's done. But yeah. I appreciate the intricacies and the hard work around the practice, the routines, you know, the hours of messing up, dropping cards, picking them up again. But at the end of it, the days, the weeks, the years of practice, if you can make just one person happy, you've done your job. Mm. And that's what's kept me into it. Now, with the, uh, I mean, this this from my area of interest, the paranormal, uh, researching seances, and and there is a huge crossover from the magic world, from the performance magic, which was a lot of it was was uh, done by the mediums who used performance magic as Houdini, it was became notable for exposing them um, for what they were, the simple magic tricks. Um, but he, he also wove in a lot of the occult magic, as indeed did a lot of the stage magicians of the 30s, 40s, 1920s, 
uh, Robert Houdin, um, Dunninger, mm-hmm. Houdini himself used it in several of his performances, and and many, many, many others. So is that was that sort of kind of your inspiration for weaving the occult side of it in, or was it just because it was like a cool thing that you like doing? No, it's the more you you gain an understanding of your craft, the more you you start looking into the history of it. Mm-hmm. Um, most sciences like when tesla was doing his experiments that was never seen before and to a lot of people's eyes looking in that was magic you know um acdc current you know that mm-hmm. his research and his findings in that that was magical to a lot of people <laughs> a faraday cage is uh, is a magic trick in itself how the person doesn't doesn't die getting hit with that amount of current you know so it's uh, how you dress it up and you can tailor make magic for your audience. It's automatically breaking the ice and coming down to your audience's level and showing them something that they can relate to and walk away either scratching their head about or in absolute wonder at how did that, and then that will open doors for them. They'll probably start looking at other things differently. Uh, Mm. And a great thing, a great quote that I've heard was, don't let the eyes fool the mind. Now, if that isn't relevant in everyday mm. life, then I don't know what is. Why close-up magic in particular? Why? Because um, obviously your first uh, influence with your mum and um, later with Paul Daniels and you, you, your magic box, that's stage magic. That's performance magic on a different scale, isn't it? But you've chosen to go to close-up magic, which is, well, first of all, it's a lot harder. Yeah, well, I think it's a generational thing. Um, I, I was born 85, so five years old, 1990. Mm-hmm. Paul Daniels was, he'd been already on telly at his peak at this point. Oh, yeah. You know? And what he I peaked, got was it? sort of like the fag end of magic, you know, when it was, it had already been done and it was still sort of fizzling itself out. Mm. So the idea of magic and illusions and stage magic and TV magic didn't really change in the public's consciousness including mine until David Blaine came along. You know, he sort of changed <coughs> magic and made it modern. No one had seen street magic before. One, because maybe when Paul Daniels began, you know, you couldn't take a TV camera out into the streets. You wouldn't have enough cable, you know. So when wireless technology did come in and camera crews were able to follow magicians about, and it it's like Houdini said, magic's a, an amazing drama and the world's its stage. And David Blaine proved that by just going out to everyday people that normally, well, probably back in the day, couldn't afford a, a matinee ticket for a magic show, mm. you know? And magic is for everybody, you know? And mm. when I saw David Blaine, when he first came up with his first TV special, Street Magic, that was what I thought, well, do you know what? I'm, I love people. Mm. You know, I want to do this for as many people as I can, not just a select few that can afford a ticket. You know, magic's for everyone mm-hmm. of all ages, all colours. And the more you get into it as a performer, you start realising it's that magical. It even breaks language barriers. The other person doesn't even have to speak your language to understand what you're, what you're showing them. Mm. You know, and, that, and that, that's a beautiful thing. Got to pay the bills, though. Got to pay the bills. So, you know, TV career? Yeah, I've done a, a few few bits and bobs on telly, but uh, that comes with its own flaws. <laughs> mm, you, true. You, You're you, talking you, to another one here, yeah. If, if, if you're on TV, 
and it goes out on air the next day some smart ass who's, who's already posted it on YouTube the explanation mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing it keeps magic evolving onto the next better thing you know and eventually it's going to stop at the point where no one's going to know what's going on because there's going to be a boundary is that magic or is that something I've missed mm. or is it magic or is it magic or is it magic it might magic. just be magic 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 speaking of which let's have some music and then launch ourselves through the news and then we'll get some uh, I think we'll bamboozle Ronnie some more afterwards. Oh, that's thanks. That's always a good thing to watch Ronnie being bamboozled. Will that happen tonight? I yeah, can guarantee First that. of all, we'll have some Mickey Bubbles. Because yeah. you know that was his original stage name. Because he's a Geordie. Mi Michel Michael, Michael Buble. Bubbles. Michael Buble. Michael his real stage name was Mickey Bubbles. No, seriously. Okay. But because he's a Geordie, it was Mickey Bubbles. Just press yeah. play. Surprise, not everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times. I stop keeping track. Talk myself in, I talk myself out. I get all worked up, then I let myself down. I tried so very hard not to lose it. I came up with a million excuses. I thought I thought of every possibility. So much more than I get I just haven't met you yet I might have to wait I'll never give up I guess it's half timing And the other half's luck Wherever you are Whenever it's right You'll come out of nowhere And into my life and I know that we can be so amazing And baby, your love is gonna change me And now I can't see every possibility mm -hmm. Somehow I know that it'll all turn out And you'll make me work so we can work to work it out And I promise you, kid I'll get so much more than I get just haven't met you yet They say all's fair In love and war But I won't need to fight it We'll get it fight it We'll be Get, that I get, that I get, that I get, that I get. 